What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. On today's episode, we're going to talk about, you know, is this factor fiction with some of the things going on in the NBA? We're going to talk about the Trailblazers record, the 76ers struggles, the Brooklyn Nets struggles, and the Miami Heat. Are they truly on a decline? Are they going to be a quiet sleeping giant that awakens midway through the season? And then last, I'm going to tell you guys why John Morant is putting together an MVP level season. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. Thank you for tuning in to the number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central. Hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. All right, basketball fans, NBA fans. The first thing that we're starting off with is the Portland Trailblazers. Now, with what the play in Portland right now, the fact that they are the only undefeated team in the Western Conference and one of only two teams that remain undefeated as of this recording, with the Milwaukee Bucks still being 2-0, only playing half the amount of games that the Portland Trailblazers have played thus far. Now, the, the thing that, that is interesting about the Blazers' play so far in general is just how, you know, Dame Lillard in last season was not healthy. We all know it came out and stuff that he was just not healthy. Even when he was playing, he was not healthy. They finally decided to shut him down overall, rightfully so. But with that being said, like him coming in, having a PR, an efficiency rating of 32.95, to add to that, uh, scoring 33.3 points per game Five rebounds, five assists, uh, uh, almost a steal per game and a half a block per game with only 3.8 of four turnovers per game, a little bit high there. But is this play sustainable of the Portland Trailblazers? You look at the three leading scores. Of course, Dame, then you got Anthony Simons at almost 20 points per game, and then Jeremy Grant averaging 17 points per game through their first four games of the season. Uh, you also still have your uh, use of Nurkic, 11 points per game, and also Josh Hart, 11 points per game. This team and the way that they have been playing right now, to me, is very similar to the Atlanta Hawks team that had all five starters end up making the all-star game in some shape, form, or fashion. Like, they are just getting it done and finding ways to win against teams in a way that, like, between Dame having big games, of course, he's had 41 twice so far this season, another 31-point game uh, as well. Outside of that, their first game of the season, Jeremy Grant led the team in scoring with 23, but... The way that this team's playing, now they haven't beat anybody big, right? Well, except Phoenix. We expect Phoenix to be a big team, but they have, well, and Denver as well. So I take that back. Two out of their four games have been against teams that we fully expect to be in the playoff hunt and in the Western Conference final hunt in a way. But then you add in the Los Angeles Lakers and the Sacramento Kings. Um, but is this play sustainable by the Portland Trailblazers? One of the biggest questions, and for me, I look at the point differential, right? When I, try to, when I try to gauge that, for example, my team, you guys know the Chicago Bulls, while they did have a lot of wins last season, they had a point differential of a must worse team. And looking at the Portland Trailblazers, at least thus far in their season, they're averaging 117 points per game and only allowing 108 points per game. They have a positive point differential of nine even um, so far. So, you know, like I said, looking at some of these things, um, looking at, at how efficient they are scoring wise, hasn't been... Uh, like worldly or anything like Boston was at one point um, in this season, but it's definitely been solid. And so th that's the biggest question. That's one of the first questions I should say that I'm throwing, throwing to you here. Um, right now, the Portland Trailblazers are 11th in overall field goal per uh, shooting percentage as a team with hitting 47% of their shots as a team, which isn't bad at all there. Um, is this factor fiction with the Portland Trailblazers? Is this Portland Trailblazers team legit? I, for one, hope they are because I'm a Bulls fan, as many of you. I know I'm in Bears attire right now. The Bears won last night. Judge me not. But I do know, you. for those that don't know, I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan. I actually started Chicago Bulls Central. Um, 
So I hope that the Portland Trailblazers make the playoffs for nothing but selfish reasons that we then get their first round pick. But with that being said, do you think the play of this is sustainable? Do you think it's going to fall off a cliff? Are we betting on the health of Dame Lillard to stay healthy all season? Do we think Jeremy Grant eventually goes into business for himself? Or is he locked in as well trying to prove a point? This is a team that, while I don't nearly expect them at all to, to, to stay at the top team in the Western Conference, I'd be extremely surprised if they do. But this is a team that's rebounding well. Top 10 in the league in rebounding. We already talked about top 15 in the league in, in field goal percentage. The way that the Portland Trailblazers are playing, I think that this is more fact. Now, I don't think they're going to remain the top team in the Western Conference, but I do think that the way that they're playing, at least right now, looks sustainable. Now, we could go into the next week of the season where they fall completely off a cliff, but at least that's what I feel right now. Now, another team that's been struggling uh, so far is, uh, well, a team that's been struggling. We're talking about the Portland Trailblazers who aren't struggling, but a team that has been struggling so far, kind of on the flip side of this, is the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, they did get their first win of the season last night. So shout out to them for getting in the winning column. But it like, is this really like, this can't be it. Like Joel Embiid while putting up numbers, hasn't looked great, right? Hasn't, hasn't like necessarily looked amazing by any stretch of the imagination that we're used to seeing. Now I'm not saying anything like he's going to be uh, like, he's secretly injured or anything like that. But when you look at their point differential, they're only averaging 107 uh, points per game. They're allowing 109. They have a negative 1.5 point differential. Um, but again, this is early part of the season. These point differentials can take huge wings by just game to game right now. We'll see that start evening out as we get about 10, 15, 20 games into the season. But looking at the Philadelphia 76ers, looking at their play, looking at the averages from this team, like James Harden is being solid, like PER of 34.21. You got Embiid also with, a, with an over 20 PER of 27. And then Ty, Tyrese Maxey, who's averaging 17.3 points per game, but has a PER of 12.77. Now, PER isn't everything. I like to use efficiency rating because it, to me, it helps paint the fuller picture when you talk about the other stats. But this team struggling is not something that a lot of people expected. It's not something that I, that I expect uh, to continue either. Um, when you look at, at just, I think that they may be a team much like Boston last season that maybe takes a minute to just get it going. I know people thought that they they brought in the moves that they made. They, they made a lot of acquisitions that worked for them and that was going to help them. It hasn't really paid off that way as of yet. I do think it's going to come back. Um, even for this team, you look at their next couple of games, they face Toronto at a home and home or they're in Toronto twice. They go to Chicago. Then they go to Washington. We're going to really take a, a, another look at them after those four games. They do face my bulls in that time, which I'm not necessarily the, the happiest about, but you look at this team and you, th you still see the talent on this roster for sure. James Harden is not necessarily taking a back seat but he is doing more facilitating as well. It just has not tra translated to wins. I do think that Tyrese Maxey also is going to take a, a tick up as this team um, starts succeeding hopefully a little bit more. But I'm looking at this team and thinking to myself, like, there's no way that this team is going to maintain being this bad with this roster. I could completely be wrong on that, right? I could be completely wrong on that. Talk about James Harden taking a slight pay cut, things like that. At least you, you would expect that that air of just, sacrifice is there for this team and that they're going to be willing to sacrifice for the greater whole but right now being one in three the philadelphia 76ers who would have had who would have expected that but let's move on from one team that i did not expect to struggle to a team that i fully expected to struggle and that's the brooklyn nets i've always said right with the brooklyn nets if you guys have listened to me over chicago bull central that their roster has never put fear in my heart it just hasn't and while i do think that this team can come together better than what they have so far just in the way that they look the Brooklyn Nets are just 
they just they just look like a team. Now they could very well be a team that's still figuring it out. They're one and two on the season. They have a terrible point differential of negative nine point three, which is bananas, right? They're they're uh, averaging one hundred and thirteen points, but allowing one hundred and twenty three points per game are the Brooklyn Nets. The defense here is the biggest question, right? The defense is one of the things that I think people didn't have the biggest question on about them coming into the season, but it's proven to be a huge detriment to them. They are scoring, not amazingly, right? They're not like top of the league averages or anything as far as scoring, but they're scoring in a way that you would think they would be able to win more games than the one that they have so far. Again, only playing three games, so it kind of is what it is there. This is all way too soon, but they, they lost against the New Orleans Pelicans, which I think the Pelicans are going to be a team this year. They won against the Toronto Raptors, which Toronto Raptors are always going to hover around that six, fifth, sixth, seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. Then they lost against the Memphis Grizzlies, who I think John Morant's putting together MVP season. So let's, again, as with most teams, they do have a big game Wednesday coming up on ESPN against the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's see how they look in that game. And then, we'll, you know what? I may, I may do a live stream post that game. Bulls game comes first. I got to do the Bulls game. But I may consider doing that because I just think that for both those teams, it's really interesting how that matchup could work out for those teams. Let's get into the next team that I want to ask Factor Fiction about. You guys, let me know what you think on these in the comments. Is Are the Miami Heat just on a decline? Are we just seeing the age? Kyle Lowry just looks like a guy out there. He looks slow, old. Uh, he's not managing the team like he like he did at one point, not really doing any type of point guardsmanship at all. Um, but are the Miami Heat, are we just seeing a team that after losing P.J. Tucker, um, not really replacing things, having to use maybe Tyler Hero, uh, and rely on him a little bit too much because he is a, a good player off the bench. And I like Tyler Hero generally, but are they doing things like that? Like, I don't know, man. I just look at this team and I and I think like, you look at Bam, I like Bam a lot. You look at, uh, for example, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler literally showed it in the playoffs. If Jimmy Butler isn't 100% on, the team's going to fall apart in some ways. But he's doing his thing this season. 26 uh, PER, he's averaging 23 points per game, almost seven rebounds, four assists, um, a half is still a game. He's playing really good. And then you look at Tyler Hero as well. In his 33 minutes, he's averaging 21 points on an efficient uh, PER of 23 overall. So it's not that necessarily you're not getting production from players that you expect to. That's what would, that's what would tell me that maybe this isn't a decline. If, if, the, if the Heat just weren't getting their normal production or a player was off to a slow start or something like that, Bam looked terrible against the Bulls, but he hasn't looked terrible overall. Um, he's looked, uh, He's looked okay, right? I, don't, I, I hesitate to use the word terrible. Kyle Lowry has looked terrible. Kyle Lowry has a PER of 9.87. That's terrible for a player that's starting and averaging 35 minutes per game. That's just not going to cut it. So I do look at this team and think maybe the construction of this roster and just the way that this roster is, they're just destined for a decline. But one thing with Pat Riley down there in Miami is that we know if this does hold true, if this does look like a decline, oh, heads are going to roll in Miami. There's going to be deals made. They're going to move some things around. Caleb Martin, who came into the team, is getting a lot of minutes, isn't really getting the production or having um, a, an efficient season by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, damn, Caleb Martin's PER is really 9.67 as well. This Miami Heat team has players that are getting over 25 minutes. They have three players that are getting over 20 minutes per game that have single-digit PER. That's wild. That's bananas. And so... It just supports my thing. I do think that the Miami, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to pull it enough together enough to make the playoffs. But by golly, they may just be on a decline that we may have to see Pat Riley decide to move on from some people. But let's let me know what you guys think on all that down below on the factor fictions there. But I want to talk to you guys before we leave 
about the player that I did pick to have an MVP. I, I said he was going to have it. It's John Moran. John Moran in this season so far has just, it's been otherworldly. It's been otherworldly. And the fact that he's added that jump shot now looks consistent, right? That's always been the thing with John Moran. If he was able to make that jump shot a part of his arsenal co continually, he's, of course, had games. He has stretches where he's got hot shooting, but not like this. You're looking at John Morant's first four games of the season, 49 and 8, 34 and 9. The, the lowest game so far, 20 and 4, and then 38, 7 and 8. John Morant is putting together a hell of a season. And for a player that I did pick and say that I think he's going to have an MVP, MVP season, you're looking at his supporting stats. The fact that Desmond Bain is just really developed in a way that I even think that, 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 that Memphis Grizzlies didn't expect. I think that John Moran, and this is going to be blasphemy from a Chicago sports fan, barring any injury, barring anything unforeseen, John Morant is going to be better than, than Derrick Rose and his, well, he never really had a prime, and Russell Westbrook in their prime. The defense is there more consistently as well. Like, I'm just looking at John Morant, and to me, he just seems like a player that is just, the game is slowed down to him even more than what it was before, and then you factor in on top of that, just, his just dog mentality. John Morant is averaging 35 points per game, now leading the league in scoring. 4.3 rebounds, 7 assists on a 39.98p, almost a perfect player efficiency rating from John Morant. Don't expect that to maintain overall, right? You know that that's not going to maintain unless he's putting together one of the best seasons in NBA history. But John Morant right now is averaging 21 shots per game, hitting that at a 54% clip. He's shooting the three taking the most threes in his career at five threes per game and hitting those at a 60% clip and still while averaging seven assists per game and one steal per game, John Morant is putting together an MVP season. And I'm here to tell you, do not be shocked when in the, it's all said and done. We're talking about a John Morant that's won his first MVP and this team, a team that's already playing solidly, still has room for improvement with his growth getting some players back with injury. The Memphis Grizzlies may be, they may be on an ascent that many people didn't think that they would hit quite yet. And that's all going to be on the back of John Morant, who I think is putting together an MVP season with this play, with hitting the big shots, with coming up big. Like the storylines write themselves. And as we've seen in history, if you're a history NBA fan, once you get the storyline behind you and your play on the court matches it, that's an MVP season. Let me know what you think down below on the chance of John Morant winning MVP this season. But that is it. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. -E. If you're Chicago Bulls fans, go and follow Chicago Bulls Central as well. If you're a Bears fan, Chicago, follow Chicago Bears Central. And I'm over on Locked on Bulls as well. That's all my platforms. You can follow me all there. But thank you so much for tuning in to NBA Central. I appreciate you guys so much. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break.